0: Welcome to the Daily Cron for Thursday, March 14th, 2019. Uh, I'm recording this episode before I go down to the Homey Awards tonight, so anything about those experiences I will talk about on tomorrow's podcast. For today, I want to talk a little bit about the Spotify complaint with the European Commission that they're filing and the website they launched, time2playfair.com, where they're outlining what they think is like unfair practices from Apple in the App Store that uh, they think is unfair Unfair. You know, to their business essentially, <clears throat> and of course, uh, and I, I just want to give my my perspective of this as someone who's been on the platform for years as a developer, and and in the community we talk about some of these issues all the time about the app store and and in-app purchases and whether you know these things are fair or not. <clears throat> uh, and I can't talk about whether it's legal or not; that's a whole other question. I'm not a lawyer, and that's you know for other people to decide. But I can just give you my opinion. On it as it stands right now, uh, only having like a day to really think about it. But <clears throat> I will say that I'll, I'll link to the website so you can look at it for yourself, Time to Play Fair. Also link to Michael Psy's, uh rundown of the some commentary from the community so you can see that. But I'll start out by saying <clears throat> you got to take everything Spotify says here, the grain of salt, because, you know, it is a very self-serving website. It makes sense. They're the ones making this complaint. And uh, they're going to try to be as persuasive as they can, and you have to assume that they're slanting things <laughs> to to be in their, their their as beneficial to them as possible, and give the and also they're talking about some some things in here without without a lot of uh, information to verify. And Apple is not going to comment on this stuff either, most likely. So uh, I should be really surprised if they did. But so at the current time, anyway, all you have is one side of a two sided story in some parts of this. But anyway, let's go through it. I I tend to think that, uh, or I tend to agree with the take on this before I go through the website a little bit more. Marco Arment had a nice take on Twitter and he he's he had uh, thoughts that I agree with, I think, on this. He said uh, that it really, the complaint comes down to three things, uh, according to Marco, and I agree with him. He says, Apple's 30% cut is high, the rules around it aren't competitive, and Spotify gets rejected a lot for trying to evade them. And the... Uh, uh, and also, he he makes a, another statement that I agree with, that many of Spotify's um, complaints are ascribing malice to limitations of young products. <clears throat> so I think all that is true, and that's Marco's opinion, and I, I agree with it, though. So I'm going to go through the timeline a little bit here. They they have this timeline on their website where they talk about the iPhone launched in 2007, comes to store in 2008, uh, Spotify launches in 2008, it's available And then they claim Apple starts changing App Store guidelines, which is true. Uh, Apple does change their guidelines a lot; they change it all time to adjust to things. But uh, they believe that uh, they uh, are Spotify is claiming that Apple is interpreting them to disadvantage rivals. That is uh, not easy to prove, (laughs) but can I say why you get that impression sometimes with Apple's rules? uh, Because it. I think they have a good point here. I don't know if this is their point, but I think there is a point to be made that the App Store rules are not necessarily uh, um, applied evenly or a- applied consistently. That is actually a complaint that we've had uh, or a discussion we've had in the developer community for a long time too that you know, sometimes rules, even like mundane rules, they'll just they'll just be uh they'll just one one build of your app will go in and everything will be fine and the next build the something will get flagged that had been there for years maybe and they just this that particular reviewer decided to um make a to to interpret the rules in one particular way or to enforce something they weren't enforcing before sometimes there there seems to be some kind of internal discussion at Apple where they decide to enforce some certain rule or they just change their interpretation of it. And so like, this is very true. There's not a lot of transparency into the app review process. You you can read the guidelines, but the guidelines are vague in areas. And they're open for interpretation, intentionally so. And Apple reserves the right to interpret them in different ways. But I don't really believe that Apple is necessarily like do, intentionally interpreting any rules to disadvantage people. I think that requires, that's a claim that requires a lot of evidence. And it's going to be difficult to even find that evidence because it, the the whole system is very opaque. But I don't think that's the case because there's so many times where, uh, you know, even Spotify has tried to get away with stuff. There's just so many times where you can find examples of apps that, that obviously are, seem to be infringing some kind of app store guideline. Other times where, where apps that were legitimate, like one build, the next build are suddenly in violation. Like it's the inconsistency that I think we can all agree is a problem with the way the App Store review guidelines are sometimes applied. And I, I do believe they, they may have been getting better over the years, but that's still an issue. So moving on, <clears throat> their, I think their biggest complaint really is that the Spotify claims Apple eliminates, this is their website, they say Apple eliminates payment system choice and opposes 30% fee on content-based apps like Spotify, but at the same time, Apple prohibits us from showing customers how to upgrade any other way. <clears throat> now, um, this is sort of... True, but the way they they write it (laughs) is very self-serving. So the way uh, you have, there's certain types of products on digital goods on the App Store. Like you want to have a a service, like a Spotify service, like a music service. You want to sell digital goods or something. You have to use the in-app purchasing system that Apple provides. That's where you get to, you know, tap a button in the app and buy something. It'll be charged to your iTunes, you know, account. And Apple will handle the transaction and everything. And this, and then the, the, they also impose a thirty uh, percent cut of any subscription fees. <coughs> well, mo- to start anyway. So uh, this is all true. You can't get a you 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 can't get around it by pointing people to a website. In fact, uh, that'll get you a rejection. You can't link back to your website. You can't like link them to a PayPal uh, screen or anything like that. You can't have your own payment system in there. And this is a frustration for some people. This 30% fee, I think, is the main concern. Even they they say next, they think the 30% charge is too expensive for their business. And I, I think they have to look at both of these issues somewhat separately: the 30% fee and whether that's "quote unquote" too high, and the in-app purchasing system. So the in-app, the in-app purchasing system, uh, and the the forcing people to do it. One thing they don't mention here in this this graphic is that if you have a recurring subscription, like an annual subscription, uh. Nowadays, the customers that the customers that stick around for a year, uh, after for those customers, Apple reduced the cut to fifteen percent. So you actually have an incentive to to keep people on on board. So it's true that you you have a thirty percent subscription fee, but um, unless I you know I'm not reading the documentation now, but I'm pretty sure the subscription, the auto renewing subscription would apply to Spotify if they wanted to use it, and then they could end up getting fifteen percent cut afterwards, which is a significant discount. Um, but the fact that you can't use another payment system, I can see why that is a an issue. I know I know Amazon, the reason you can't buy like a Kindle book on in the Amazon app is the same thing. They don't want to use that system and then have the, the the cut. But the system itself, I actually think, is a is a fairly good one. Now, I know there are complaints that because Apple takes control of the being the middleman here, they don't share information by your customers and they'll uh bring that up somewhere in here. They, I know they complain about this, but the, it's true that Apple as a middleman doesn't like really share information with you. You don't have, you don't have a direct communication with your customer like that. You don't get their email address. Uh, so, you know, you can't spam them. <laughs> it's, the, it's the way I always think about it as a consumer. Like I understand both both sides. I can see the perspective, Like you want to have a direct uh, relationship with your customer. But on the other hand, as someone who has a whole bunch of apps and I pay for a bunch of apps and I paid for subscriptions for apps, I I don't always like really want whatever company that made this app to have personal information about me. Like I like the fact that when I buy something, when I subscribe to something that it's being handled through one trusted gateway, which is Apple's system. And as a con- as a consumer, as of this app, I, 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 you know, I'm comforted by that. And it makes it easier to manage the subscriptions that I have as well, because they're all in one place. It sucks that I have to like jump around to other websites to manage subscriptions for things because they didn't want to go through the IEP system. um, you know, and from a technical perspective, the IP system is, is sometimes a, a bit of a pain, but that's a, a whole other issue. The fact that it's in there and that it's the only system, I mean, there's, the other reason you do that is for, for security reasons as well. A lot of things on Apple's platform are about security and keeping uh, customer, uh, you know, user information private. So <clears throat> they have sort of a point here about it. It's true that they can't use another system for it uh, like like other platforms can. Uh, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Now the 30% being too high, <clears throat> this they claim is too high for them to compete. Now thirty percent cut, a lot of developers complain about thirty percent cut and say it's too high. I I have to say saying it's too high, I think you can't I don't think you can you can claim that thirty percent is objectively too high. 'Cause the you know, Apple's free to set the price to whatever they want. The the question is <clears throat> the question is is there is, is there like a lack of competition or something that prevents it that price from going down or do you personally as a, like the business or as a developer think that it's not you're not getting enough value for it now they're charging 30 percent. they're also handling a whole bunch of work for you in terms of like charging people and collecting <coughs> and collecting like um taxes as part of that too and giving you the, the data later and they're giving you you know crash reports, all kinds of stuff. Like they're, they're giving you a lot of stuff that goes along with that fee. But I'm sure that all the stuff they give you, they could be paying for, for probably less than 30%. So uh, I get that. And, and Apple actually, as I said, they did change their rules so that uh, certain kinds of subscriptions, like recurring auto renewal subscriptions, would give you 15% after a year of someone staying on a customer, which is a big discount. Now, whether they, this is like what level of charge Spotify would need in order f- to for their it, 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 they're, they're claiming that their their business can't work at thirty percent cut because they have to raise their price. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's that's like a business's issue, and and they could. I don't know what price they'd want. They don't they don't say that. But I think thirty uh, percent. You have people who don't like it. Other people who who it's not an issue. Um, I don't know. I. I th- thing is annoying, no one wants to give up more money to the platform vendor, but there uh, also is, uh, really, I don't think an argument you can make that it's somehow inherently wrong. (laughs) They just don't like the price. Uh, But I don't want to get into a debate, though, about Spotify and how much they pay artists, which I've seen come up a few times, because I, I think that's a separate issue. Uh, about which the platforms and how much they pay artists. I know some people have been deflecting from this debate and been trying to say that the the real issue we should focus on is is how little they pay artists. And that is uh definitely a big issue, but not really the point here. They're kind of Spotify's trying to claim anti-competitive practices. Um okay, so now we get into the 30% thing I think is is a very subjective thing. I think you can I can understand why they don't like it. I don't think it's inherently wrong, but uh i think all of us who develop on the platform would be pretty happy if it was less (laughs) you know because who doesn't want to keep more of their money so i can understand why they're pissed about that but uh the thing that comes later i have more of an issue with they they make a lot of claims about how they can't do certain things on the platform and so they say siri launched in 2011 but it won't play spotify and it still doesn't work today uh and they claimed that they continue to face uh, intense pressure from Apple to adopt the in-payment system. They give it a try, but they had to increase their prices. And then uh, they wanted to make an app for the watch, and they couldn't do that at the time because it, you know... And then, it, like, the, the functionality wasn't there. And then Apple Music launches at, you know, a lower price, at $10. And they decide to opt out of the payment system entirely. So in twenty sixteen. Uh and then they and then they claim that there's a whole bunch of app rejections that start happening. So there's a bunch of stuff to unpack here. I I would say number one claiming that like that you couldn't do you can't do things with Spotify on the iPhone or on Siri or on HomePod or the Watch or something. That's true. But they're there as a Again, I think Marco is really on on on, on ball. With this he says, there. Uh, Marco said Spotify's many Spotify's clients are ascribing malice to limitations of young products, and I think it's very true. You talk about like when the i when the when the when Siri first came out. I mean, it couldn't do a lot of stuff. The fact that it still doesn't have intents for you to do um, Spotify now. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's been many years later, but you know, it's uh it was just wasn't a priority for them. I, it doesn't necessarily mean, though, that Apple is trying to to uh, hinder competition. And making that kind of claim requires evidence. And, of course, they can't provide that evidence because it's really a he-said-she-said said kind of deal right now, or one megacorp said well, another megacorp didn't say because Apple's not commenting on this so far. Um. <clears throat> so the, the issue after this, though, with the... With, The Apple Watch, when the Apple Watch came out, like the Apple Watch couldn't do next to anything in the first version. Like it took multiple hardware revisions before it was fast enough to do much of anything. The reason you couldn't do like uh, a bunch of uh, podcast players and and things on the watch the way you'd want to was technical limitations. And for whatever reason, the software wasn't there, the hardware wasn't there for a while. And I don't think there's malice involved in that. And today you could build stuff on it. Like Overcast has a nice nice app on, on there. It works and, you know. Uh, platforms evolve, and I think a, a lot of these platforms are much newer than um, people may realize. Now, when Apple Apple launches a Apple Music at a lower price, presumably because they don't have to do the 30% IAP charge, and it undercuts them. Uh, I mean, on the face of it, it that it makes sense. That's true on the face of it. However... It hasn't exactly stopped competition. I believe Spotify is still bigger. There's still other competing issues. So whether it rises to the level of like a legal issue, I can't say, but I can totally understand why that that would be really annoying that they do that. And of course, Apple will advertise Apple Music on their own platform as well. Uh, so yeah, I think Spotify may have a point here that at least it appears to be a little uh, uncool <laughs> for, for them to, to not have to deal with the 30% charge but then to charge, uh, you know, people a lower price for a service that is a direct competitor. But I think that's also the crux of Spotify's issue here, that they see Apple as a direct competitor because of Apple Music. And that's why I think they're claiming now. Now, I can't read their minds, but I I feel like if Apple Music didn't exist, they'd still be complaining about stuff. But I wonder if they would be, you know, making a whole whole, uh, case about it in Europe. But you know, it. it, it, I think they have a point here about uh, Apple Music. You know, is a direct competitor on the platform that Apple controls, and Spotify can't compete with that. Uh, You know, I understand that they they opt out of the system, or at least they can't compete with that with an in-app purchase. So they did opt out of the system. (laughs) So you have to go to like their website and sign up, and then log in, and they can't really tell you. So like, so one of the things about this is that they're really. Frustrated about, I can see, and that a lot of people I think are frustrated about is it. You have to figure it out. Like you go to Open Spotify and you want to use Spotify Premium, they can't. They can't tell you how to do it. They can't link you to the web page. You have to kind of figure it out yourself, and that is not great user experience. Uh, I and I I don't like that either, that they do that. Now the fact is though, because they opted out of the in-app purchasing, they are not paying the thirty percent fee for a premium. All all you have to do is sign up on the website and then log in. What? So I, I believe this is a little bit of a sleight of hand here because they're complaining about the in-app purchasing and the 30% cut, except that they're not using it anymore and they don't. And so maybe the user experience isn't as good, but it hasn't stopped people from signing up for Spotify. You know, so I, I think this is, this is one of those, there's parts of our argument, which I feel is a little bit of a sleight of hand where Yes, you can make a case that the thirty percent cut. You can you can make a case that you think it's too high or something like that. You can say that for you know having Apple Music come out at nine ninety nine and then that you know that undercuts our price. Except that uh, since you're not using the system that gives you a thirty percent cut, you're you're not uh, subject to that particular issue anymore. So you know this is this is the part where I really start I start feeling like a lot of the stuff from 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 spotify's bullshitty at this point so the they also say that apple started an intensified pattern of spotify app rejections and threatens to remove them from the store uh and starting in like may 2016 and they claim that this is you know related to apple music existing and now that is just completely without evidence so i have no idea uh i personally somehow doubt that there's some kind of like nefarious thing going on in apple that stop Spotify, but what it really seems like is Spotify keeps trying to get around the App Store rules, and then they keep being found out, and getting rejected for them, and now they're complaining about it. Like, that's what it looks like. You know, every time Apple changes the rules or tightens them, uh, Spotify tries to go around them in some way. And then they get they get dinged for it, and now they're just really frustrated. And th- these are the parts of their, their whole timeline I find really bullshitty. Uh, because guidelines change all the time and apple will, will then start enforcing things and then they'll give you rejections that's just part of life on the platform and all and these rejections and these guidelines are not all completely arbitrary or you know bad for the end user or anything they could be really annoying but that's it's kind of separate from some kind of anti-competitive um intent behind it and i think by cl- by claiming that this stuff is has a m- malicious intent behind it is uh, a claim that needs much more evidence than I can find here on the website, where I basically see no evidence that they can provide that that's the case, except for the fact that it they claim it started happening after Apple Music existed. But, you know, without any actual evidence of something, which, you know, it's going to be hard to find anyway, I would gather, but without any actual evidence, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to believe their claim that there's some kind of malice towards their app rejections. I don't even know what specifically app rejections are. Because they don't specify that either. Uh, then they 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 claim they got rejected for uh, another watch app, but they don't say why. You know, uh, and they just basically say that uh, a bunch of unexpected, unjustified rejections of their app happened. But that's okay. That, that's what they claim. They claim it's unjustified, but I don't think Apple would claim that it's unjustified. So now. Who do you want to believe? I don't know. I don't have enough information. Uh They have a lot of stuff in here about obstacles around Apple Watch, but honestly, Apple Watch is still such a it, it's only barely become a really functional thing in the last year or two and the, with the uh, OS updates. So, I don't know. I think that's more about the platform um uh maturity than anything else. <clears throat> um Oh, Apple HomePod launching without support. Come on, guys! Like HomePod barely like launched with anything. I I think that's a lot more to do with with um, software, and also it has AirPlay too. Like you could use AirPlay from Spotify to your HomePod. It's not like you can't. It just doesn't have like Siri intents in there. Uh, and just a bunch of stuff about rejections that they don't like, and they don't really explain why, or they claim certain phrases that they use, whatever. Were were and were uh, prohibited. I don't know. I, you can't adjudicate these types of things based on one line in a website from the um, accuser. So I don't know. I've gotten rejections from Apple before for stuff that seemed really stupid, but you just deal with it because they have a logic to it. And sometimes you get a reviewer that's like particularly, I don't know, it's particularly uh, like anal about. <laughs> particular some some rules or they're like really specific about interpreting something uh other times it feels like you get a different reviewer who's more lax the lack of consistency is definitely i think a fair criticism the lack of consistency if apple was more consistent about this stuff uh and that then even if you didn't like their interpretation you'd have less of a reason to suspect that they're engaging in some kind of malicious rejections of you you know uh, and then they say Apple finally allowed them an enhanced version of Spotify app and and OS five. Um, I I think a lot of the stuff of the app, honestly, with the Apple Watch stuff, sounds a lot like the platform was maturing, and it just didn't mature fast enough for Spotify's desire to get an app on there. But you know, I don't I don't know how you adjudicate that. <laughs> like where when should a platform vendor be prioritizing one type of software development? versus, like, software development that supports third parties. I don't know. That's a very complicated um, issue. But it def- definitely sounds more like the Apple Watch issue was just software wasn't ready, not that Apple was trying to keep them off the platform. Um, oh, Apple music disregards its own rules. They they claim on the timeline. Now we're up to, like, February 2019, <coughs> where they, they send promotional push notifications that the, the, the rivals are forbidden from sending. Yes, this is a very valid point. Now, uh... Whether or not Apple Music specific push notification is violating the App Store rules, I don't know. Because again, the App Store guidelines are interpretive, and App Review re- interprets them. So you can't you can't like claim necessarily any given rule is absolutely violated in any given instance, unless it's super egregious. Because it all comes down to how you interpret it. But I I kind of agree with Spotify here. Uh, again, this comes on consistency. I do believe Apple's plat- own apps should be. Uh, uh, should be following the same exact rules that everyone else is. Uh, I do believe that, and the the push notification thing annoys me. Like, like, apps that do that are really annoying, and it's a clear violation. And it has not been, uh, it has not been in uh, enforced consistently for years and years now. So that is definitely, I think, a very valid criticism that the promotional push notifications thing. Apple needs to more consistently enforce that rule and apply it to their own apps and maybe give clear guidelines about when it's okay and when it's not okay. Then they have something really strange here where they say uh Apple's uh they after Spotify announced their podcast acquis- acquisitions, you know, that was for Anchor and for Gimlet Media, that suddenly Apple arbitrarily decides to prohibit use of its API to recommend podcast users. I have no idea what they're talking about. And I I looked into it. Uh Mark Arman was also commenting on Twitter that he didn't know what they were talking about. I have no idea. Uh, I would love to know what this means because I don't know what API they're talking about. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, that's just kind of a mystery. No idea. So uh, then they end their timeline by saying that they're asking the European Commission to, you know, play fair, as it were. Uh, Yeah. So Spotify. I, again, I think I go back to Marco's comment that basically... They don't like. They think thirty percent cut is high. The rules. They they think the rules around it are anti-competitive, and they don't like that they got rejected a lot for trying to evade them. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff about the Apple Watch that seems more to do with the platform not being ready than anything else. You know, um, and uh, the fact that like something like Siri and HomePod not having intents for Spotify, so you can't use Spotify directly with them. Like you can't use anything else with them. There's no intent at all. It's not like. It's not like there's an audio intent, and then uh, other third-party audio-based apps can use it, but not Spotify. That's not the case. Like nobody can. So it, I think it's pretty hard to claim that Spotify is being singled out here on the inability to write the apps that they may want to write. Uh, I think a lot of that is just literally platform uh, priorities and uh, maturity level. And you could argue that Apple should have different priorities, or they should, you know, implement things faster or something like that, but. Uh, I, if, if if what what Spotify is claiming is that there's malicious intent, and I don't think that there's evidence for that, or at least it, it, they need to provide much more evidence than that than what they have so far publicly. <clears throat> um. Yeah, so like that's that's my kind of run through their timeline. I I I think the takeaway for me is uh, that Apple needs to be more consistent with its guidelines. And. This 30% charge issue, while I think it's perfectly valid for them to do this, and they have made some efforts to give you a way of getting a reduced uh, um, charge, this 30% thing does piss off a lot (laughs) lot of developers, and it does make it difficult for maybe for certain kinds of apps uh, or businesses to provide the, the best user experience because they don't think they can afford that, or they just don't want to pay that Apple tax in this case, a 30% tax. Uh, so I won't say it's too much objectively, but I'll say that, yeah, if Apple reduced that, they'd probably, uh, if they reduced that a lot, they would uh, probably get a lot less uh, pushback for some places. Now, also the rumor is that they do reduce that for certain customers. So I don't know by how much or whatever, but Obviously, I, I I always thought that they would reduce it for Amazon, so they would allow you to buy stuff, you know, buy um, Kindle books. But I don't know, it still doesn't happen. Also, it doesn't apply to everything, you know, like it doesn't apply to buying like, physical goods from Amazon. Like, you can use Amazon's app and buy something physical, and that's fine. It's the digital goods that it applies to, and subscriptions for services. So, uh, but I can I can understand if they if they drop that, they probably some of this criticism, would just kind of disappear because i think a lot of it is just people don't want to pay that extra money which nobody wants to pay taxes of any kind whether private you know or you know tax man uh so that's it. so that's that's what i think yeah uh, biggest thing that apple could do is is i think just be consistent with the app store guidelines because they're not right now Okay, so that's it. This is a really long one. I was rambling about it, but if you want to look at this uh, webpage yourself, uh, again, I'll put a link to Spotify's webpage here, also to the Michael Size website, which has a roundup of some commentary about this, including the tweet from Marco that I said that I agree with. That's also in this timeline here, too. And uh, you can make up your own mind, because that's what's uh, what's great about the internet. Everybody has an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> again this is just mine today and I may change it I'm really gonna I think I'm gonna follow this case pretty closely because uh, I uh, i would love to see if more like actual evidence for any kind of malicious intent comes out from this because that would be kind of game changer if you could show that Apple was like actually trying to um, harm a competitor uh, but I'm kind of skeptical that that's what they do like intentionally trying to harm a competitor but who knows uh, I will be following this case closely, and I uh, I reserve the right to change my opinion, however I see fit in the future. But for now, I think Spotify has some good points, but a lot of uh, bullshitty uh, stuff in here. And I think I'm mostly just mad that they can't use in-app purchases without paying thirty percent. Oh, and the, and the fact that uh, I guess the software platform doesn't support what they want to do fast enough, which uh, you know. Maybe true, but not necessarily a you know anti-competitive move or anything. Okay, so that's it for today. I am going to, um, you know, go and get back to work, and then uh, I am, as I said, I'm going to Homey Awards tonight. So we'll pick up with that tomorrow's episode. For now, have a great Thursday, uh, great evening, because that's when this will come out Thursday evening, and I will talk to you uh, tomorrow. Lights slow, cause it's convenient. Skies don't show up.